Hello, this is Talking Flutes with me, Claire Southworth. I'm sitting in my study looking out over a very sunny and warm hove and thinking about the summer coming to an end. And always with that thought is the realisation that term time is just around the corner. And with term time almost upon us, many teachers and students will be thinking about how they will develop and progress in the new academic year. I have many memories, not all good ones, of when I taught in schools and had instructions for the music department to enter my students into national exams, or pushy parents demanded that their children should be taking exams more frequently. My heart would always sink because I felt that it was an exercise for the school or the parents to boast about how many students had passed exams, rather than finding the best route for each individual student. I thought it was most important to teach the flute and enable my students to achieve the best possible standard rather than just teach the requirements for an exam. So today I'm talking about breaking free from exams. Now is the moment to take time to think about the pros and cons of an exam syllabus and I'm reaching out to the teachers listening today. Now in order to talk about taking a break from exams we need to briefly talk about exams. You need to start with a series of questions to help you assess, review and re-evaluate your reasons for following an exam structure or for not following an exam structure. So my intention is not to sound too disapproving of exams but rather to question the way in which they are used. So, exams. What do they test? What do you think they should test? What do they achieve? And do you follow an exam syllabus? It is very easy to get caught up in the merry-go-round of exams, especially with external pressures of parents, teachers and schools. Take a moment to re-evaluate why you follow an exam syllabus. Is it for your benefit or that of your pupils? And if there were no exams, would the content of your lessons change? Would your style change? Would the pupil be better or worse off? Do you supplement lessons with other material? We all need structure in our lessons and the exam syllabus is a great asset, but sometimes it can have the effect of stifling progress, not allowing new thoughts and ideas. Take some time to search out new material. There are so many wonderful tutor books, studies and pieces that are not included in the exam repertoire lists. If there were no exams, would the standard of playing improve? How would you then motivate and challenge your pupils? And would your style or content of teaching change? The key is in creating an exciting learning environment. Look at the building blocks of learning. Create a balance between work and fun. Let's try and reintroduce the joy of music making. Maybe exams could become the exception rather than the norm assuming that one can overcome outside pressures or the insecurities of teaching outside a syllabus. I certainly find in the flute world that pupils can race through the syllabus, arriving at grade 8 far too soon, and assume that they have all the information needed to play their instrument. The difficulties with advanced pupils is how to keep them motivated and how to impress upon them that there's a lot more to learn and this is only the beginning. Try to develop pupils' awareness of how good players sound. Start by encouraging them to listen to recordings of solo wind performers. Initiate discussion. For example, how did they phrase the music? 
What did you think of their tone or pitch? How does all this relate to your playing? In which areas do you think you need to improve? We're trying to make them more aware of the vast range of tonal colours, dynamics, perfectly executed technique, and most importantly, beautiful music. Breaking away from exams helps create insecurities, so we need to have something in place on which to build. We all need strategies. That is a group of actions to help the pupil learn or play, and a teaching strategy to help put across the building blocks which enable the pupil to play. Let's look at your curriculum. Curriculum means the elements taught in a particular subject. Think of your long and short term plans. Long term could be targets set for the year ahead and subjects to be covered. Short term could be clear lesson plans on a week to week basis. What is your role as a teacher? Is it constant or constantly changing? I believe that to be a good teacher, you need elements of both and to be able to adapt at any time to meet the needs of your students. Start by thinking of the big picture before you focus down to the smaller picture. The progression of your pupils is through your curriculum. Think of situations in which you might be proactive in your teaching by leading or pushing or reactive by working on what the pupil does or gives. I like to think of a lesson as being a two-way process of communication. Rapport and trust need to be built up. As teachers, we need to be aware of the pupils' needs all the time and be ready to adjust quickly, effectively and convincingly. So, teaching is about flexibility. Reciting lots of instructions is no guarantee that learning has taken place. It is a fallacy that teaching equals learning and gives us a full sense of security to think that if a subject is taught, then it is learnt. Encourage your pupils to think, this is the holistic approach. How do they feel, look, hear, see, etc. Too often the teacher's job is seen as the active role and the pupils as the passive role. The learning process has to be an active role. In order to achieve an end result, which is progress, we need to work through stages, for example, a variety of exercises, studies, repertoire, oral skills. An exercise that helps one pupil will not necessarily work for another. Pupils do not learn in the same way. When I was learning, lessons were about passive listening. Now it is about interaction, involving pupils in observing, questioning, performing, listening and composing. Let me repeat something that I said at the beginning. My intention is not to sound too disapproving of exams, but rather to question the way in which they are used. I think it will be beneficial to always start from the viewpoint that we are teaching the flute and let the exams aid the motivation if necessary in setting achievable targets when the students are ready. I hope I've given you some food for thought and would be very happy to hear your views on the subject of exams. As always, our email address is flutepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.